All right. Well, I want to let you know that as we start this new year together, that we are excited that we serve a God that is immeasurably more than anything we could ever ask or imagine. Are you with me? Yes. All right. So take your place in Ephesians chapter 3 this morning, that as we prepare to hear what God wants to do in and through us for the series for this next three weeks as we are together, I believe that God is going to speak to us through his word and that he has a word for us. And I want to let you know, 2019, we are so very excited for what God has in store for us, not only what he's done, but what he is yet to do in and through you and me as the body of Christ. So Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20 is our theme verse for this year. This is the theme verse for this house that we really believe as we start this series on immeasurably more. Come on, can you say that? Immeasurably more. We're going to focus in on this first sentence here, Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. It says, now, can you shout now? now? To him who is able to do immeasurably more, immeasurably more, immeasurably more, right, than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. So I want you to understand this. I want you to focus in on this part of the verse, and then I'm going to go into portions of Scripture after and a little bit before that in just a moment, that I want you to see that the Apostle Paul is focusing and concentrating right here in this verse, vital words to us as he's speaking to that church in Ephesus in that day. Paul, I want to remind you, is speaking about a limitless God inside of a prison. You need to understand where he is at inside of this. He says that God is immeasurably more. I want you to think about immeasurably more, the immeasurably more kind of God and the nature of God that we serve today. So he is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. That inside of this, you are seeing the character and the very nature of God who is able to do that the immeasurably more kind of God and the nature of God that we serve. He is able to do more. And so he says he wants us to have the immeasurably more kind of life. And we want to walk into that and we want to be and serve God that way. So his desire is to see us filled to overflowing with every good, wonderful, and perfect gift to him, purpose to build the church and expand the kingdom and echo his name throughout all generations. Are you with me? Say yes. Yeah. So I want to encourage you today, let's be thankful for what God has done, but let's not assume what God has done is all he is going to do. How many of you are with me? He's yet to do more in us that's yet to come. So you and I can be thankful for what God has done and still be anticipating and expecting more of what God wants to do in 2019. I think a lot of times people reflect back on the good old days. I think we all do sometimes and think about, well, what God has done in the past and they, they neglect the idea or, or the very fact that God is right here, God is right here right now and has a plan and still has a plan of things he wants to do. That he is not finished with you yet. That there is something new and he says, now, now. Most of you are familiar with Christopher Columbus 
the great explorer, what a lot of people didn't know was that he grew up in Spain. And Spain was thought to be the very end of civilization. In other words, people would travel there, usually from Africa, and as you came to Spain, you were greeted with signs that said in Latin, ne plus ultra, which meant no more beyond. That was the message in that day of the Spaniards and in that nation. That, that what they were saying, is the height. It wasn't a negative thing. It was a positive thing to them, and they were proud of it. Like, when you come here, you've come to the ultimate. When you come here to our nation, you've come to the very ultimate, and, and there's nothing more than here. This is it. You've reached the pinnacle, so there's no more beyond here. So people would arrive... And they had these bragging rights, if you would, in that country. You know, that I've been to the ultimate, and there's no more beyond it. The ultimate place on earth, because there's no more beyond Spain. But there was this thing that was going on in the, in, inside of people that, that many of them just settled in that place because all they had been ever told was there's no more beyond this. So people settled in Spain. And believe that there was nothing else beside that. And so their thinking settled into a rut. The coins were even inscribed with these three words, ne plus ultra. And so what I'd like you to do is to think of this. It's a common tendency to settle in our own version of Spain. To settle somewhere mentally, spiritually, and stop thinking beyond where we are. And stop dreaming and stop hoping and stop believing like we kind of go, you know what, you know, I'm no different than anybody else. I'm no better than anybody else and they're no better than me. And we just kind of settle with this assumption that there is no more beyond where we are at. We, we might not even talk about it, but we think it many times in our heart that we settle, men settle, women settle, young people settle, churches settle. You know, it doesn't matter where you've come from. Economically, you can settle. Believers settle. Unbelievers settle. Businesses settle. And so, listen, everything changed, though, in Spain after Columbus went out and defied the common idea of ne plus ultra and ventured out, and that was their national motto, but he decided to venture beyond. They dropped the nay off of it. How many of you know sometimes you just got to drop the nay, nay off of it? Are you with me? And they adopted a new motto, which was plus ultra, which meant more beyond where we are at. And that became the new motto of their nation as people began to face the reality that there is more beyond where we are at at this moment. The reality for all of us today is that God has more in mind for our lives than we think right now. That God has more in mind for us as a church in this new year. And I've come today to stir you up because, listen, you didn't get out of bed today, peer through your blinds and look at the snow and go back to bed, those of you that are at least locking eyes with me inside of this room. There's others of you, I know you couldn't make it, but those of you that are here physically today, you got up to get a word from the Lord. How many of you are with me today? You got up and came out of faith, believing that God has something more for you 
and you're not going to settle back into that old mindset. That I want to give you a little scriptural reference of a guy named Abraham in Genesis 17. 99 years of age at this point in scripture, 99 years of age, that God appeared to him and wanted him to do something more than where he had been. That, that he's saying to him, I'm not done with you, Abraham, that, that it's not over, and I've got a plan for you beyond where you are at. So when God came to him, God started off the conversation, and you see this. Here's what he said. Abraham, I am God, what? Almighty. In the Hebrew, it is the word El Shaddai. El Shaddai, which means I am the all-sufficient one or the God of more than enough. And those of you that are saying, I'd maybe like to take some notes, we have our mobile app. You're able to just go on, download that, and fill in all that I'm talking about today. And so El Shaddai means the all-sufficient one. I wonder if you would just help me talk a little bit of Hebrew today and say the word El Shaddai. Can you say it? El Shaddai. Wow, some of you didn't know that you could speak a little bit of Hebrew, but you just did it, right? That God is all-sufficient. That is what he is telling Abraham at 99 years of age. He said, Abraham, I know where you've been, but I've got something greater for you to walk into, and I am the all-sufficient one for your life, and there's more beyond where you have been. I want to take you to new places. And listen, I can't even go into the fact today of the ramifications if Abraham didn't. Well, God can still do his will through other people, but he wouldn't have done it through Abraham if Abraham wouldn't have submitted and yielded himself and walked in it right? That he's saying, I want you to know that I am God Almighty and I am the all-sufficient one for your life. The God of more than enough, not just enough, not barely enough, but I am a God that is more than enough for you, Abraham. And so God may not be calling you and me to be the father of, of many nations, but the fact that you're here today means that God isn't finished with you and I yet. Right, right? That God isn't finished with you and I yet, and he wants us to do more, and he has more in mind for us. I said he has more in mind for us. How many of you are with me? That God has more in mind, are you hearing me today, church, for you and for me? He is El Shaddai, and he has more in mind. Some of you in this room or in the sound of my voice have hit the I'm older button in my life. You've hit the I'm older button. You're like, man, I'm older. I'm just going to go ahead and hit that button. And some of you have hit that. So you can retire from work, but you can never retire from the purposes of God. That's what I'm saying today. That's what I'm saying today. That, yeah, we come to our life, that many of you worked hard and you're coming into retirement, but you and I can never retire from the purposes that God has written over our lives. As long as you're breathing, as long as you're here, God has a plan. He wakes you up to see the dawn of a day of immeasurably more in this year. So God has more in mind. God has more in mind. And listen, I love the young people of this church, and I love that our younger population is growing in this church, and I love that, and I am so thankful to the young that are coming and the lifeblood and coming in and, and, and the passion of the Lord that we see in you and, and, and that all that God is doing, that you are coming and being obedient, 
And then I'm thankful as well for those that are older among us because you encourage me to keep going and to keep serving and to keep doing year after year after year. You are foundational to what God wants to do. And so I want to let you know that you inspire me. And it's serving Jesus, your smiles, your enthusiasm. You, you may be older, but you're walking around with a fresh childlike kind of expectation and spirit and inside of you. I just want to give the Lord thanks for you today, the young and the old alike in this place. Many of you maybe know the name of a guy by Harlan Sanders. He's the founder of KFC. It is Finger Licking Good. Oh, yeah. You, you know what I'm talking about. 65 years of age when he started actively franchising his chicken recipe. 65, sleeping in his car, right? He became the second most highly recognized face in America, and he got started when he was 65 years of age doing that. Many of you maybe don't realize that Harlan Sanders became a born-again Christian before he passed away. In his later years, my mom and dad heard Harlan Sanders speak before tens of thousands of pastors in Miami, Florida at one of our district conventions where he stood up and he gave his powerful testimony before all of those pastors. That at 65 years of age, God was using him in a mighty and a powerful way. So whatever your age, I want to let you know that God's not finished and God has more in mind. Listen, if you have been tempted to settle in your version of Spain, I pray that you get stirred up today and God's spirit provokes you to push you on to something more that you're not going to stay in Ne Plus Ultra. You're not going to stay there, but you're going to put a new sign and you're going to hang it around your life that says, there is more beyond where I am at today. There is more beyond. Can you say more beyond? More beyond. I know that I'm talking to people today that have gone through incredible and considerable amount of setbacks in their life. You've dealt with things that you're a little bit hesitant around. And when you hear people say, Happy New Year, you are grumbling and complaining. You're not happy. You don't want another person to tell you Happy New Year at this point. Because you're thinking, man, I am upset coming out of last year. I'm coming into this year, and I, I've been through so many setbacks. I'm not sure what to do. But I want to let you know, you may be even here today carrying a, kind of a maybe a low-level expectation because you just don't want to be disappointed with this year. And I want to tell you that you have, may have had your setbacks, but you got to understand we serve a God of comebacks. That God is a God of comebacks in your life, and he can turn around where you feel like, hey, I can't go on any longer. God can turn your life around and make you a comeback type of person. That he is more in mind for you and for me. He is the God of restoration. He is the God of salvation. He is the God of healing. You just hang in there because God's about ready to do a comeback on your behalf because the Bible says he is El Shaddai. He says, I am the all-sufficient one. He is a comeback type of God. That's the type of God we serve, right? So I'm not sure where you've been. Maybe some of you in this room today, you're kind of just in maintenance mode that you have just settled and you're in maintenance mode. But I want to encourage you today, don't settle where you are at. Don't settle. Anybody here, in the sound of my voice, anybody here have some prayers that you still want to see answered? Come on, can I see your hand? Yeah. 
that that's very real inside of us, that there are some prayers that have yet to be answered in our life. Anybody here have yet to see doors open that have been closed in your life? Yeah, that, that they're still closed. There, there are still some friends and unsaved loved ones that are in your life that don't know Jesus yet. Can I see your hands on that one too? that you're believing God for them. But, but see, I want you to know that that is why as we move in to the Clearbook area March 3rd, as we plant our new campus, we believe this, that God is a God of more than enough. And because there is more, God is a God of more and wants us to enter into areas that we've never been in before. And in the future, God wants us to keep planting churches and keep planting churches and keep planting churches because we serve a God that is more than enough, right? So whatever you are in need of today, God is the source of endless and a generous supply. See, the Bible says, and you know this scripture verse, my God shall supply all of your what? Needs according to his riches and glory in Jesus Christ, not he might, but he will, Philippians 4.19. It was amazing, you know, uh, why we traveled to the Midwest and I went back to the uh, place where my family is and got to visit them, that, you know, my family said, hey, let's go for breakfast at a place called Morgues. And we were like, okay, well, never been there. But they said, oh, it's amazing. You know, it's one of those hole-in-the-walls. How many of you know those hole-in-the-walls are sometimes the best places to eat? So a place called Morgues, man. So we go in there and uh, there wasn't seating for probably more than 30 or 40 people in the whole place. It was that small. We go in and we're looking at the menu and it looks like an ordinary menu, but then as we look at it, we're ordering. And so Kristen's like, hey, babe, will you share a pancake with me? And my wife's like, I, she's like, can we share this? Oh, yeah, let's do that. And so I'm thinking, you know, they're going to bring out a pancake about that big, you know. That's all they're going to bring out. And so that's no problem. When they brought out the pancake on the plate, the pancake went over the plate and almost touched the edges of the table. And then I went, oh, my goodness, now this is a pancake. Like the eggs and the bacon all went out on another plate, and you're like, this is full to overflowing. I don't even know what I'm talking about. That, and you know what was amazing more than anything else? I ate it all. Wow, that, that, I mean, that's what amazed me. I mean, how many of you ever sit down and you see how big your plate is and you're, you're just amazed? I mean, you're just amazed that you ate it. I mean, really, right? So you're just kind of like, whoa, what just happened? But I, I, I'm surprised that I ate it. See, see, there is more. There is more even than what we know what we're asking for. And God says, whatever you're asking for, I will outdo what you're asking for. So, so but you and I got to be asking for what God wants to do, right? Because he said, listen, what you're praying, and this is a prayer as he goes through this in Ephesians chapter 3. This is a prayer as he's praying, I'm going to come back to that in just a moment, that God is a God of way more than enough, that we get so used to living out of our own resources, and we have to realize there is a God who is doing something immeasurably more now. See, Lamentations chapter 3, 22 and 23 says, because of the Lord's great love, can you say love? We are not consumed because his passions, his compassions never fail, or your Bible may say, your version, mercies never fail. Not the second, not the sixth, and not the tenth time, because they are new every morning. Great is thy 
faithfulness, oh God, amen? This is what he's saying. See, I'm not sure what all's being said on the street about Abundant Life Church. I don't even keep up with that. But listen, I know one thing. We are known as a church that never gives up on you. And that God's grace is always here for you. And we are known as a church where people are not perfect, but we are still encouraging others to worship the Lord. And people are coming back to God with confidence and saying, God, I thank you that your grace never, ever runs out on me. Amen. Can you give the Lord a great big hand clap? Because that's what it's about. Yeah. The fact that there is an immeasurably more God is us going to Clearbrook and planting a church. Amen? That is a fact of that amongst the many. That's not the only thing. That's just one of the things that I'm saying. When you think of the fact that there is more and more and that you want more in your life, Leviticus 26 and 10 says this. I want you to get this scripture verse because this is powerful. He says this. You will still be eating last year's harvest when you have to move it out to make room for the new. Whoa, that is powerful. You'll still be eating last year's harvest when you're gonna have to move that out and you're gonna have to make room for what I have in store for you. And now listen, this is a decree of blessing based upon us being obedient. Amen? This isn't just God saying, I'm just going to give it to you. This is, I will give it to you and impart it to you as you are obedient to my word and my decrees and my instruction over your life. Amen? That's one of those conditional promises. You've heard us talk about that, right? That we have to go through that God is the God of more than enough. When you and I move out the old, there is going to be more to come if you live by God's word. See, the reason some people don't experience more of God's supply is that they hold on to what they have as if it's their last supply. That we cling to the things that we think, oh, this is only what I have and this is only as far as I will go, but God is saying, hey, I am the God that is more than enough inside of your life. And when you look at that in your life, we hold on to things very closely and hold it very tightly to our chest, right? But I, what I want you to know today is your past supply is not your last supply. Your past supply is not your last supply. And see, all we do is look at many times, well, my last supply is all I got. No, it's not, not according to God's word, because he is the God that will do immeasurably more than all we think or imagine in Christ Jesus, right? Ephesians 3, 16, verse 19. Go with me and look at those scripture verses. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that a Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all God's holy people to grasp how wide and long and how high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. So in this passage, there is four things that the apostle Paul is talking about. He's saying, I'm praying for four things as we're praying for four things as well. He said, there's an inward power, there's an inward presence, there's an inward perception 
and there's inward provision to go to the world to touch them. That this has everything to do with expanding our capacity in the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to hear this. God is calling this church to expand our capacity in this year to go beyond what we've never done before. But you and I can't stay at the same size spiritually where we've been to go to where he wants to take us. That there is a deeper work that God has yet to do in us, which means you and I have to take personal responsibility for our walk in Jesus Christ and live out this word every day. That you and I have to eat of his word and hunger his word and want more of his presence so that we want more of his power. See, there is so much more on the inside of you and me waiting to be unlocked and unleashed. Listen, if your life is not too big for you, you're living the wrong life. If your vision is not too big for you, you have too small of a vision. If your burdens are not crushing your soul because they're so heavy, you don't have enough burden in your life. There are times that when I get up and I walk through this world and I go into the streets and I see people that you see and we interact with people that are lost, my soul is sometimes burdened to feel so crushed because people are lost. Some people don't allow themselves to feel to that level that there are lost people that are going to hell. There are people that are very close around me and it burdens me greatly to the point of many times, yes, there is anguish in my spirit. How about you? Listen, if your burdens are not crushing your soul, because they're so heavy, you don't have enough burden in your life. God wants so much more for us. He wants us to expand. God wants to do so much more that there's room for you and him in your life. He wants to expand our capacity that we need God to live out life every day. So listen, you may be here today on the sound of my voice. Even if you don't believe God exists, you should be living a life where you wish God existed. The problem in this world is that, that for many of us, we live too small of a life. We need to increase our capacity for a deeper spiritual work of God in our lives, more of his power, more of his presence, more perception, more provision. God wants us to expand our capacity for him, and he wants to expand our circle of influence. But for our capacity to increase, we need to own what we have. We have to own what we have. See, what we have received is not incidental or insignificant. Because it is his power. No, you didn't hear me. It is his power that is at work within us. See, we live too small a life when we get up every single day and we just use our own power. He's, this is what he's saying. I, God, I need an increase of capacity for more of your presence and more of your power in my life so that when other people see me, that they are flooding and they are feeling the moving of your spirit coming out of me to touch other people, to spill out on other people because we serve a God that is immeasurably more. Amen? 
And we serve a God that is immeasurably more. So we need to increase our capacity for a deeper spiritual walk. That's why we encourage people in our grow classes. That's why we encourage people to get involved and find out what is God's word saying to you. And it's a great way inside of this group of people. It's a great way inside of our our life group ministries that, that you are spending time with other people and you are growing in your walk. And yes, you need to do that individually as well, right? That, that our capacity to increase is to own what we have already and also grow in our capacity of what we do not have. It's his power. See, the crisis we have and we will have is when we begin and God begins to expand your capacity is he begins to expand your concern. That God deepens your burden that God gives you a bigger vision for your life. And the heart of planting Abundant Life Clear Book is because we sense the Lord is burdened for those who are in need of him, and we are burdened to envision what an immeasurably more God can do through us. And there's some of you that have just continued to sit on the sidelines. You've continued to hear us talk about this for the last six to eight months, and it really hasn't stirred you. But I pray that God, and there are many people where God has already stirred them, and they're mobilized to work under Ben and Claire at that campus and to serve, that they have responded to that call. And I just want to give the Lord thanks today for the many, for the many who have already responded to the call of God to go to Abundant Life Clearbreak. Come on, can you give them a great big hand clap as well? Wow. That we are multiplying and reproducing. Yeah, why? Because we sense that we have a God that is more than enough, so it's one thing to say it, it's another thing to do it. Right? That God has a bigger vision for your life. So that's the heart of it. Yes, it can become overwhelming. Oh, and you may have to tell you, just to be real, there are, there are many fears that we have as we go in and plant the campus and things like that. We keep moving forward and praying, and we just keep planting. And man, you can about imagine all the roadblocks, all this, all that, but we're just like, God, you're, you're limitless. You're the God that is more than enough, and you have called us to do this, so you will give us the power and the provision to do this in your name, amen? amen. So we've got to go forward in his name. And I pray God stirs your spirit with this, Right? We serve a God that's immeasurably more. See, there are some of you here today that are saying, God, I want to do big things, great things. God, I want to increase my capacity. I want to make a difference in the world. Have you ever felt that way? You ever felt like you got shortchanged, though, when it got to the talent section of your life? Or the intelligent section of your life? And, and just kind of, and, and knowledge and intelligence isn't everything, but if you don't know that there are people in the room that, that are more intelligent than you are, you've checked out because there are people in the room more intelligent than me. Right? There are. Here's the thing. When, when God gives you a picture of the future or that he wants you to step into, like the little boy, you only have five loaves and two small fish, you're going to feel like you're too inadequate for the task you're going to feel like you are just enough, right? You're going to feel like that. Or you're not living for enough. But the moment you start living the life that God created you to live, you're going to feel like, oh, man, I, I don't have enough talent. I, I don't have enough intelligence. I don't have enough gifting. I don't have enough of this. That is when God really shows who he is, that he is more than enough. 
a place where he pours out himself most powerfully when you are overwhelmed by the smallness of what you have and the bigness of what God has called you to do. And so you see this, he starts off just this uh, portion of this section of the text, so I kneel before you. I mean, God, my only adequate response is I have to get on my knees to worship you because all things come from you and flow from you. So I don't know about you, but I want to keep expanding my capacity rather than pretending, and I want to grow because I don't want my future so small. God wants us to own what we have, church. So saying you don't have any talent or spiritual power is actually dishonoring God because God created you, and he created your inward parts, and you have so much potential. There is so much capacity inside of you for the full measure of God. See, it's only when you own what you have that then you will find your intention for living. And Jesus will begin to show you your potential if you are hungry enough, if you're designed to grow in the full measure of who he is. There are some of here that, that, that you have everything you need to live your life inside of you through Jesus. See, because I know maybe not everybody knows the Lord. Or in the sound of my voice, that, but those of you that have, that have served the Lord and you know the Lord, there is a great capacity already inside of you to do what he has called you to do and to create a new future and live out the potential that's already inside of you that you will never realize until you give it to Jesus like the boy with the five loaves and two small fish, and then Jesus transformed it and gave it back. God wants to take our gifting and our talent and our passions and our intelligence and, and the, the pain and the wounds and the hurts and the fears, everything we have, to give them back to you, transformed and multiplied. Everything inside of you in the hands of God will look like something that you and I have never imagined before. Some of you have misunderstood what uh, God wants to do in your life. You thought Jesus just wants to do something for me when God is saying, no, I want to do more than just something for you. I want to do something through you. And here is the beautiful thing. Here is the beautiful thing in this. God wants to do things not just for you, but through you. Right? So people will never know the love of God if we don't take on the love of God for ourselves because he's talking about the love of God. He's talking about grace. See, how will others know about the love of God in your life if you don't take God's love into your life and give it away? You want to expand your capacity? Stop living for yourself and start living for others. God says, I'm able. See, whatever Jesus places in you, it's to be used for the good of others. You know, it's kind of crazy because God has almost like given us an unfair portion of human capacity, but there are so many people that still feel empty inside. That you're not fulfilling the purposes and the intention of God. And the reason is we spend so much of our lives trying to take our talent and our gifting and our intelligence and our passions to fulfill our dreams, to pursue our destiny, to get everything we want out of our life. And that is why it leaves us empty. 
right? And you will feel empty if you live your life before God and you only live for you because it's a dead end. When you and I become a channel, when you start growing your capacity, when you flow to the rest of the world, from the power that he has put inside of you, he can give you and I a limitless supply. Immeasurably more, right? Immeasurably more, unlimited. So God is about ready to expand our level of influence in this church, in this community even more. And he wants us to increase our capacity, church. So what am I saying for this year? This is more than just a great theme verse. This is where this church has to own the word of the Lord and come into a steady diet of who God is every single day and increase our capacity before him. And you and I are able to do that with his help, through his word, through his presence, through experiencing more of him. He's talking about an inward capacity here. He's talking about an inward work of God that we got to increase our capacity inside of us, that God is able to do immeasurably more, all that we can ask or imagine. So the greatest exchange happens when you give your life to Jesus, and then he gives, us, he gives his life back to you. So when you increase your capacity, you have to trust him in return. And wow, that is some of the hardest things you ever do. You have to trust God's universe has a principle of generosity, of exceeding it. It surpasses and goes beyond, full and overflowing. It's above, lifting you higher, more than you could ever ask God. See, the things that matter most will never run out. No, think about it. The things that matter most will never run out. That's who God is. He's a limitless supplier of love and grace and mercy and goodness and on and on and on. So, but I think a lot of us have a limited resource mentality. We hold on to what we have because we're so afraid we're gonna lose it. But the things that matter most have an unlimited capacity. So listen, if you will give away love, you will only have more love to give away. Some of you are wondering, wow, I don't, I, I can't experience or feel love. It's because you're not receiving it and giving it. You know? You feel the world is loveless because you're afraid to love. Some of you haven't experienced forgiveness and grace. Do you know why? It's because you don't forgive and give grace. Some of you haven't experienced a world with compassion because you're not compassionate to the world. What will you give away so that God can multiply it back to you? See, the universe is only acting on behalf of its creator. Don't allow the worst of others shape you who you are so that it makes you the worst of them. See, what Jesus wants from you and longs from you is to trust him and that he's able to change everything right now. What do you have to give and are you willing to cross the line of faith? So the best way to grow your capacity is for God to change your inner world because when he changes you, he changes the world around you. See, that's unlimited. That's limitless. That's the immeasurably more God.